That word perfect means complete or mature. The perfect love drives out fear. That, that we, if we're not in his perfect love, then we could be fearful. But perfect, complete, mature in the confidence. God's selfless love for us. See, agape is a specific love that drives out fear. Fear of God's punishment. It's absolutely knowing that we are free of guilt. Hey guys, welcome back to the sanctuary as Pastor Keenan Smith ministers on allowing the right relationships in your life, part three. In today's episode, he's going to be focusing in on the love of God in our lives and that relationship that we have with God to help us get past and get through some of our fears and our anxieties with everything that's going on around us. The Word of God tells us that perfect love casts out all fear. So we're praying and we're believing that today's message will encourage you and equip you and draw you closer to Him. Let's jump right into the Word of the Lord. You know, I I often say that I don't really um, do sermon series. I've never set out and planned on doing a sermon series, hardly ever. But um, my mind just doesn't operate and work that way. What I do is I have a continual sermon that just has to be broken apart into pieces sometimes. So, you know, we just, you know, to be continued type thing. So I just went ahead and tagged on here, Right Relationships in Our Lives, Part 3. But I really want to deal with our relationship with the Lord that produces a casting out fear ability in our lives. Because we have so, 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 so many things that we're trying to deal with right now in our world that we live in. There is a processing overload in our minds. There are events and things that are happening that are so horrific that we want to just really be in denial of it. It defies science and it defies human reason. You know, there's a lot of things, but just to to name a few, like one that that, that really boggles my mind is the executive order that President Joe Biden signed into act of the Equality Act. Now, that sounds on its surface really good. But understand the systems and the demonic of this world has never wanted equality with men and women. It's always wanted sameness. And what this does is it erases gender. Every woman in America should be outraged at this very thought. Because it has taken away what women have worked to gain for the last 150 years. It's done away with women's sports. Now men can compete in women's sports. It's crazy. Now, it sounds good, but it really resonates from the pits of hell. It it removes the freedom of speech. It erases religious freedoms. It does away with any thought of the sanctity of life. It removes parental rights. They are desiring and already performing mutilation, sex changes. That means cutting off genitalias on children to reassign their gender that's happening right now and they want to make this into law with or without parental consents it removes marriage and family we need to act on that and we need to be we need to be vocal and express that this cannot i repeat again cannot happen Romans 1.25 tells us that those who exchange the truth of God, they exchange the truth of God for a lie. And they worship and serve the creator, or excuse me, the creation rather than the creator. They served the creation rather than the creator 
who is blessed forever. There are a million other things that we could address today. That's just one little small item. There are a million other things that's happening in our world as we already talked about the pandemic that keeps pandemicking. We come up with a vaccine and we thought that that was going to return life to normal a little bit. But then now they're telling us when you have the vaccine, you still have to social distance and you still have to wear a mask and you still have to do all these things. So what, what, what the heck are we doing? And now you have wars and livelihoods and all of these things that, that, are, being, that are being challenged. And we just kind of wonder, when will life ever return to a sim- similarity of the normal that we once knew? So all of these things produce stress and anxieties and fear factors. So I don't want to talk about those things today. That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm not here to talk about all of those things and, and where you may or may not stand. I, that, I, I'm not here to talk about all those things. But I do want to talk about the stress and the fear and the anxieties it produces in our life that cause us to miss the fullness of the potential of the purpose that God has for us. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 8, be anxious about nothing. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then when you do this, it says the peace of God, which transcends all human ability to intellectually even comprehend or understand. But it will guard your hearts and it will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. All right, let's close in prayer. Because that's enough said right there. If we could just apply the simplicity of this scripture into our everyday lives, then it removes all those things we deal with. See, in this chaoticness that we live in, we, we live or we have the potential to live fear-free. And we can walk with total peace on our life. And, and we can walk blessed and with a real sense of, of wholeness. Now, let me tell you how. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, dear friends, let's do this. Let's love one another. For love comes from God. We can disagree, but still manifest the love of God. For love comes from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how love is made complete. This is how it's made complete among us so we will have confidence in the day of judgment. That I'm not fearful of God's judgment or wrath falling on me because I know him and he is love and I love as he loves. And it says that if we will do this, let us love one another because he is love. It says in this world, get this, I want you to comprehend this. I want you to try to, and it's going to take the rest of this service for this to resonate down in your spirit. That if we will do this in this world, we can be like Jesus was. That's what the scripture tells us. That in this world, we can be like Jesus was. See, this is a God love. It's the fundamental characteristic of the very nature of God himself. See, naturally, God does originate and influence everything that manifests through him by his love. By his love for us individually and by his love for us corporately as the body. God's love is is distinctively known as as the agape love. The agape love, which is a benevolent love. It is a, a love that seeks the very best. Now, here's the crazy thing about a God love. Is that it has no expectation of anything in return. Jesus 
speaking, Matthew records here in verse 46 of chapter 5, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Even the tax collectors are doing that. And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than anyone else does? Don't the heathen, the pagans even do that? Don't they do that? But be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect, because he is love, that you can love one another with a Christ-likeness, and you can be in this world like Jesus was. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with the punishment or the judgment of God. The one who is fearful, the one who has fears, is not made perfect in love. Now, has anybody here ever dealt with anxieties? Anybody here work with, with fear in their life? Any, anybody feel like they're guilt and, 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 and they walk in shame sometimes? Anybody ever walk with any? Okay, okay, listen, it's all right. It's all right. Here's the good news. Is we just have to mature and we just have to develop a little bit more. Because as we mature and we develop a little bit more in the things of the Father, that's why we're in the process of, everybody say process, of becoming more like him. So that as Jesus was, we too can be. That word perfect means complete or mature. The perfect love drives out fear. That, that we, if we're not in his perfect love, then we could be fearful. But perfect, complete, mature in the confidence God's selfless love for us. See, agape is a specific love that drives out fear. Fear of God's punishment. It's absolutely knowing that we are free of guilt. Knowing that we are shame-free before God. Some of you really need to let that assimilate into your being. That we are, are shame-free. You don't have to walk around with shame and guilt on your life. Remember, remember, this is how love is made complete among us so that we have confidence in that day of judgment that in this world we can be like Jesus was. So my fear of judgment has been cast out because I have his perfect love imputed to me. And so can you. For God so loved you, come on, you know it, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe or receive that gift would not perish, but have everlasting life. For God didn't send his son to the world to condemn the world, to produce shame and guilt on you, but that the world would have the opportunity through him to understand what perfect love manifest is. Therefore, there is no condemnation. Paul writes to the church of Rome in chapter 8, verse 1, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the things of the flesh, but walk according to the things of the Spirit. You don't have to be there. You just have to deny the flesh, seek the Spirit, and God's perfect love is developing and manifesting in you. It doesn't mean that you're perfect all the time. Well, I still mess up. I still fall down. We're maturing. Everybody say process. We're in a process. However... The person without Christ, the Bible says they're already under judgment. So therefore, they should be fearful of death and judgment. They should be. In John, it tells us in 3.18, he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Prophetically, Isaiah speaks of it in 53.6 that all we like sheep were messed up. We've gone astray. 
We've turned, every one of us, and we've done our own thing. We've been involved with our own ways. But the Lord has laid on him all of your shortcomings, faults, and failures. He has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. See, part of enjoying the incredible love of God is understanding. Is understanding the love of God. And that's in knowing that God's judgment fell completely upon Jesus on the cross that then freed us completely. Jesus' sacrifice satisfied God's judgment once and for all. Bestowing then the blessings on each and every one of us in God's favor. God's favor then because he took our sin, he who knew no sin, became sin for you and for I, that we could then become the righteousness of God. We talk a lot about grace. This is what it looks like. This is God's grace manifest. Manifest in, to, and through us. The manifestation. In, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, my little children, these things I write to you, so that you may not sin. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the substitution, the propitiation, the one who stood in for us, for our sin. And not of ours, but also for each and every one, the whole world. The only people that should fear death, the only people that should fear God's judgment are those who have purposely walking in the rejection and disobedience of Jesus. We talked a few weeks ago about some of those old church hymns. You know, we have, we have them and we cherish them. The one that says, what can wash away my sins? What can make me whole again? And oh, precious is the flow that makes me no other fount I know. Is it or isn't it? Is, is it Jesus plus nothing else or is it not? Is it Jesus plus the good enough we can be? Is it Jesus plus the gift that I can bring? Is it Jesus plus the charitable things I can do? Is it Jesus plus what I act out, what I walk out and what I do? Or is it Jesus plus nothing else? The grace of God manifest in our lives that it's nothing that we can earn or do of our own, but it's what Jesus has already done did on the cross of Calvary. In Romans chapter eight, verse 35, I, I love this is one of my anthem entries of scripture. Who? Or what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, we feel like we, we're in some of it once in a while. Distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril of the sword. For it's written for your sake, we're killed all day long and we are counted like sheep to slaughter. Yet in all these things, I win. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
for I am persuaded. Let me hear you say it. I am persuaded. Say it again. I am persuaded. That means you got to settle it within you because when you settle it within you, there's nothing that can detract or deter you from that. That I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor heights nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is found in Christ Jesus. Paul admonishes to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. See, an attitude of fearfulness and an attitude of timidity and an attitude of nervousness and an attitude of guilt and of shame never comes from God. That's why the scripture tells us that we must discern every thought that we have to take every thought into captivity that would exalt itself against the things of God. So we have to learn what it is to discern our minds. See, because the Bible says that he's given us not a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a, somebody help me, sound mind. The Greek word in sound mind, or what sound mind is translated from is sopronismos, which appears only one time in all of Scripture. It appears only one time in all of Scripture. Now, the English Standard Version, it it would translate it that he's given us self-control. Other translations would translate it self-discipline, good judgment, sound judgment. But it, it speaks of a sound mind, that he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So pronismos. See, Paul knew that Timothy would soon need some encouragement that he's going to carry this message. He's going to spread the gospel. So he tells him in chapter 1, verse 5 and 6 of 2 Timothy, when, when I call to remembrance the faith that's in you, which first I saw in your grandmother Lois and also saw in your mother Eunice, and now I know I am persuaded, I see it in you also. See, Jesus told his disciples when they were dealing with a bunch of knuckleheads like kind of we have to deal with in life today, what's happening all around us. I saw one of our young men. He walked up to the altar and he, and he put in, when I say young men, I'm talking about young men. And he had a shirt on that I loved. And it says, I didn't do it. <laughs> and, and, and I thought, he's going to be a politician someday. <laughs> in Luke chapter 12, verse 32, he said, do not be afraid little flock, for it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Somebody say we win. See, if as a child of God, we still are fearful of death and of judgment, it's okay. We just haven't quite reached the fullness of the maturity of the things of God in his love. We just got to grow a bit. See, because God's word helps us to become complete in his love. Encouraged to not be afraid Well, of anything, to not be afraid of being alone, to not be afraid of being too weak, to not be afraid of not being heard in our prayers, to not be afraid of, well, even lacking the physical necessities of life. So yes, I say yes, we can live without fear. We can live without stress. We can live without anxieties on our life. How do we do that? By trusting totally in Christ. By purposely 
refusing to yield or to be overcome by these emotions. By living in an intimate understanding of God's nature and his character manifest to us. But let all those, the psalmist writes, let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. Nowhere do I see it say be stressed and guilty and, 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 and feeling shame covering us. And, and, and I'm just nervous about what the future holds. And No, no, all I know is he defends me, so I'm going to shout with joy. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, for God has not appointed us to wrath, but for obtaining salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, that we will live together with him. <laughs> the psalmist writes in 56, 11, I trust in God, why should I be afraid? And then he says, because what can mankind do to me? I never met him, but, you know, I always liked his song. Uh, nah, 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 nah. Can't touch this. <laughs> what can man do to me? It doesn't matter. I will trust in God. I won't be afraid. See, in the context of Paul's writing to Timothy, Paul, Paul is writing out of a prison cell. And he knows that Nero's chopping block, he's going to be beheaded, is just in the future here. Not far down the road. So he, he writes and he encourages Timothy of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that then encourages him to, you know, we talked about the tendency of the fire is to go out, that you gotta, you gotta put fuel on the fire. That's what Paul was doing when they were shipwrecked on the island of Malta. He was, he was stoking the fire. He's encouraging Timothy to stoke the fire, to fan the flames. So how do we under, overcome stress and anxieties and, and, and the fear of next? Because that's what we have. We don't have the fear of now. We have the fear of next. It's not what we're fearful right now. We, now is just knowledge of. But we're fearful of what could happen next. Did you hear me say what could happen next? So how do we overcome those things? We overcome those things by a sound mind. A thought life that's under complete control of the Holy Spirit. See, strength through self-discipline is, is a continuous agreement with the Word of God rather than an agreement with natural fears. Fears of what could happen, what may take place, place, what might come to pass, what could unfold. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15, he who is spiritual discerns all things, yet he himself is judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? <laughs> It says that, 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 that nobody can instruct the Lord, that there's no reason that the Lord would ever be fearful, that there's no reason. Who, who can know the mind of the Lord? But then it says this, that we have the mind of Christ so that in this world we can be as Jesus was. You know, we always talk about that, that WWJD, what would Jesus do? And, and I always counter that with it doesn't matter what Jesus would do. At that moment in time, you've got to ask yourself, what am I going to do? Because Jesus done did what he was doing. But in this world, we can be as he was. 
See, a renewed mind of Christ produces a sound mind. A sound mind that stops confusion and it drives out fear. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and what is the acceptable, what is the perfect will of God, that in this world you can be as Jesus was. See, a sound mind produces a bold attitude. Produces a bold perspective. I don't look around and become fearful. I don't believe that the church is under great persecution. I believe the church is having a lot of fuel poured on it so that its fire can burn bright. That we have a, a bold witness to a world around us. That we can live a bold and courageous life. That we can be boldly overcoming any circumstance that life brings our way. Be anxious of nothing. But in everything, by prayer and petition before the Lord, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which blows your stinking mind. Transcends all understanding and it guards your heart. Your way of thinking in Christ Jesus. See, let me close just with this as you stand to your feet. See, a sound mind stabilizes. It stabilizes your entire life. A renewed mind in Christ produces a sound mind in him that stabilizes your entire life. Everything in you, everything through you, everything about you, your, your, your mind, your soul, and your spirit. See, God has given us the Holy Spirit for self-control. To walk in the disciplines and the righteousness of judgment. So that from the inside out... We're yielding to the Holy Spirit, which transforms. We're yielding to the Holy Spirit, listen to me church, which transforms not only the way we think, see, respond and act, but who we are becoming. So I know <laughs> that I'm not who I shall be. Because I know as I'm in the process, I'm not there yet. Oh, but I'm getting there. I'm getting closer. I'm closer today than I was last week. I'm getting closer each and every moment. Because I'm in the process. So that in this world, <laughs> I can be hmm, as Jesus was. You've been listening to Pastor Keenan Smith, Senior Pastor at Crosby Church in Crosby, Texas. We would love for you to come visit us at one of our campuses, either our Huffman campus or our Crosby location, where we are family. And the door is always open to you. We would also love to connect with you online. Visit us at www.crosbychurch.com and get all the information right there, or you can download our app. Just go to the App Store, type in Crosby Church, and click on the logo, and stay connected with everything Crosby Church has. This message is sponsored in part with listeners and supporters like you. If you would love to give online, go to our app or our website and click the Giving tab. 
All the instructions are laid out on how you can deliver the message forward with your financial gift. We are so thankful that you chose to tune in with us today, and we cannot wait to have you back. Same time, same place next week. God bless you. We will see you soon.